Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super intelligent, <laughs> and the person who loves your questions more than I do, my co-host and wife, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Thanks, sweetie. Although I have to admit... You know, I know you've seen most of the questions. I have a few that you haven't seen, but not as many. I know. So I'm like, my heart's kind of going like this. Oh, it's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> our, our listeners are very good. With They're us. wonderful. Yeah. They're wonderful. So Don't uh, want to disappoint, yes. you know, lame answer. <laughs> so obviously this is kind of a leading into what our episode is going to be, and we'll get to that in just a second. But first we want to say we're recording this episode on Sunday, March 29th, 2020. We're kind of back on to schedule here after our vacation, after our week back, we're back to recording on Sundays uh, and putting them out back on Sundays. And we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? Yeah, it's a great way that we can share some more information with you, some things that are coming up. And I'll tell a little bit about something that we're going to add in my tip today. Oh, that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. So, wow. <laughs> I know. Up. Don't you love it when I haven't told you yet what uh, you got to add to the That hasn't newsletter. happened today at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that too. You know, by the way, I'm going to put this in the notes for the episode and for the newsletter and everything. I'm like, oh, here comes some more work for me. I can't wait. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Just enriching Appreciate it. That. Appreciate that. No, it's all good. Definitely all good. Uh, of course, you, you if you want to follow us on social media, and we got a lot of input on today's show yeah, from social thank media. You. Yes, thank you all. Thanks to all of our followers. And uh, hopefully you will soon become a future follower. On Twitter, we are an at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And we did get some questions today from email. If you ever want to email us for any reason, including like topics, questions outside of this show, whatever the case may be, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And thank you again for everybody who has been reaching out to us with some of your questions uh, through all types of social media and email. That's been great. But And we always love hearing from people, whichever way, whether it's through social media or uh, on our Gmail account. We love hearing from people and getting some information from you of how things are going. But most of all, we are so appreciative when we get some feedback through a review or a rating. And that's always amazing when we get that. Yeah. Speaking of that, we gotten some uh, really nice reviews recently and we just received one just this last week. And uh, this was really nice. It said uh, it was uh, the, the headline on it was a uh, truly a delight. Oh. Uh, just found this podcast a few weeks ago, needing a pick me up. I've never been to a Disney park, but hope to someday. And this fills the gap for me with great upbeat Disney y'all until I can experience it for myself. And that is from Hanner's Bananier, I believe. I I'm, I'm apologize if I got your, your uh, handle there incorrect, but thank you so much yeah. uh, for the wonderful uh, review. We really appreciate every single one of these we get. Again, it helps us do so much better, know how we're doing out there as a podcast. It helps us know that we, you know, that you appreciate what we're doing, but also it helps other people 
uh, kind of find this podcast. There's some sort of you know thing out there that I don't quite understand. Some algorithm, really? some sort of yeah, I know something that I don't understand. What's that? Uh, that helps Just when kidding. people are searching for Disney podcasts. Uh, when you get more reviews, it kind of drives you up the charts a little bit, so people can find you easier. And and everybody who chimed in and has done that so far, and many of you have. We, again, we really really appreciate it. Uh, that has helped us you know grow as a as a podcast in many many ways. Most definitely, and it's really so nice to hear all those warm wishes and you know great feedback it's so touching that you feel that way and wow I always get excited about somebody who hasn't been to Disney that's the person I want to go to Disney with you know see it new through their eyes Um, but if anybody ever wants some tips or you know some help with planning a trip let us know it's a it's a fun thing that we love to get involved in yeah we we do we yeah (laughs) too much as our friends and family will tell you at times Uh, you like to get involved too much with our Disney stuff Uh, part of the reason why we started this podcast is because you know they were like okay we're tired of listening to you so we were (laughs) instead of them listening to us we put it out there for you to listen to us and thankfully uh you've uh, decided that you enjoy this so we uh, we really appreciate that so uh lots of stuff for you today but most important thing is going to be our main topic of the week and it really involves you the listener because uh you really helped us out with this one and we've been kind of touting it for a couple weeks now as far as uh this was going to be something that we wanted you all involved with and that is going to be our ask us anything episode We're going to tell you, okay? Okay, we're going to tell you, all right? No, really, um, we have a assortment of questions from a lot of our listeners. Uh, they have some things that are a little deep, some things that are mostly just fun about Disney, and some things that they wanted to know about us personally, who are you. Uh, so that's why we opened it like that. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today and answer some of your questions. And of course, just because we're um, putting these questions out today, if you ever want to know anything about us, we're pretty much an open book. You can email <laughs> us. Well, And not an interesting open book uh, either. <laughs> I guess you can judge for yourself today, Uh, but uh, uh, if you ever want to hit us up on social media or email on other times, and we'll probably do another Ask Us Anything episode somewhere way down the line again, but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today with some of your questions. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start right out with one of the first ones we've received. I mean, like right off the bat, when we put out these these, uh, feelers out for questions, I put it out on the newsletter first and then out on social media. And one of the first people to respond to us, I believe he does subscribe to the newsletter as a matter of fact. He emailed us. His name is Chris. And he had three questions for us. Oh, so, man. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so number one, he said, have you read any Disney comics? And if so, what was your favorite? Michelle, can you think of any Disney comics you might have read either recently or as you were growing up? Um, I guess... 
yeah, probably did when I was growing up too. But the more recent one, um, I can't remember exactly the title of it. It was one of DuckTales. And it was uh, one that we picked up when we were at, uh, I believe it was... D23. Uh, uh, actually, no, we, we picked that up at Comic-Con. Oh, that's right. Remember, we right. went to the DuckTales panel oh, yeah. at Comic-Con. That's the, right. You know, and they were talking about how this was before the new version of DuckTales was released. Right. And they were describing how they're going to make it look so much like the comics, and they were releasing that comic. Just, matter of fact, the premiere uh edition of the new DuckTales comics were out at that time. Right. That's true. That's true. But it also did interest me. I know I went to one of the booths, so I guess it was at Comic-Con too, though, um, and actually bought another um, comic of Donald Duck. So. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it was just that I was inspired from that presentation or whatever, but they were a lot of fun and right. I love those comics. What about you? Yeah, uh, I'm sure I did when I was young. I, I Like you, I read the DuckTales comic when that came out just a few years ago. Uh, I was really excited about that. Currently, I'm reading some of the new uh, Star Wars comics. They're out mm-hmm. the Darth Vader series. I'm sure when I was young, unfortunately, they didn't imprint on me any comics that I enjoyed a lot, except for... Uh, Again, going back to Star Wars, some of the Dark Horse comics and some of the Star Wars that were coming out in the 70s and early 80s, I read those when right. I was growing up. But I can't tell you for sure, like, oh, I, you know, I'm pretty sure there was some like some Donald Duck or some Mickey Mouse or whatever. But I can't like say, oh yeah, I remember this grouping of uh, of comics that right. I read or whatever. So I'm sorry, unfortunately, I don't have a really good answer for that one. But but that's a great question. And mm-hmm. if any of you have recommendations mm-hmm. for us, we would love to hear what would be great comics to uh to read definitely definitely but we we love and appreciate the different art styles and especially um with comics i know that there were some other comic books that are not disney that i have purchased and read um with different mainly because of the the unique art styles um and kind of how they address you know more common themes than what you might see in the past. Yeah, and we go to Comic-Con virtually every year. And even though we're not true comic aficionados, uh, we do enjoy it. And yes, the artwork, I think, in a lot of them is spectacular. We appreciate them. And we will go to some of the panels just to appreciate some of the artwork we'll see and and, you'll find out about new comics and such when we're there. Yeah, exactly. So Cool. Yeah, so let's get to our second question from Chris. And he says, what do you wish was on Disney Plus that isn't? I'm sure Michelle must have an answer for this because (laughs) uh, I know she's like, where is this stuff? I really wish it was there. Right. I know there's some things that aren't there yet that are coming. Uh, The things that pop into my head right away, again, because you've known some of these questions and they're they're fresh to me. Um, Solo. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, it's coming, but it's not there yet. And um, I think it's called The Boys. It's about the mm. um, Sherman Brothers. Yeah, a documentary real, on the Sherman Brothers. Right, right. really. We were just looking for it the other day. Yeah. Right, exactly. Really, really interested in that one. Um, and I think it's not there is Pollyanna. The Pollyanna's re- not there, huh? Really? I, would have to double check on that, but I don't remember. Well, you've been looking for a lot of the classic movies. You like a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so you know, I you don't. would know better than I do. Right. So. I have not done a search for Pollyanna, but when I've done, you know, looking at different genres and things like that, I didn't see it. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Haley Mills movies, um, so maybe that's why, but... Mm. 
that's the only one that I can think of. Yeah. As for me, I, I, I would love to see, I mean, I know there's a few small segments of the old, like uh, the Disneyland, the old Disneyland television shows and the wonderful world oh, of sure. color right. and all that. I would love to see much more if they would delve more deeply into and bring back many more of the wonderful world of color, right. the wonderful world of Disney, yes. all that stuff. Because I grew up around all that and loved, you looked forward to it when it would come on every right. weekday back in the day when... We were growing up and there were only maybe five channels to choose from. So when you got something, especially as a kid, uh, you know, I mean, any cartoons that came on, like now kids get so lucky because you can watch cartoons anytime you want. There's a cartoon network. Right. There are so many different channels you can pick from, all the Disney channels that have cartoons on it all the time. But when you were a kid, there were only so many times when you actually got to watch kids related shows true. and cartoons. And when something that was so family oriented as, uh, you know, the wonderful world of color or the wonderful world of Disney or all that came on, uh, you just huddled around the TV and just really got a kick out of it. And I would love to just kind of relive my childhood by having some more of those pop back in. That's a good point. I have thought of some other things okay um mainly from when disney channel on cable first came out and that was a premium channel you had to pay for and everything Mm -hmm. they used to do a thing i believe it was usually like after midnight and i was always been a night owl um it was called vault disney Mm. and they would show a lot of these old films and things and that's where i started kind of really appreciating some of the the older classic disney movies etc and Zorro. <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of Zorro. There's a little. There's yeah. an. There is one Zorro movie, which is like three episodes of Zorro that's out there. But mm-hmm. um, and when we traveled to Paris and we were, it was a really rainy day, and we were getting ready in the in our it was hotel a really room. Rainy day. Yeah, and uh, we were getting ready in our hotel room to go out, and we had TV on. It was Zorro was on in French. Um, but it had, you know, some of the ep- regular series and they looked in great condition. So somewhere they are, um, that would be kind of fun to have that. It's just kind of a quirky, funny thing. Yeah, that sounds good. I, I love the Zorro. Even this, the one that we have that, yes, is a few episodes kind of strung together into one single movie. Right. Uh, totally enjoyable. I would love to see some more of that as well. What was the event that we were at that had Zorro Mickey? That was at the, I think that was 90s night. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. It was throwback night. It was the uh, Disneyland After Dark throwback night. And okay. that was where we got the picture of you. Maybe we'll, I'll dig it up and put it on the show notes, or at least for on the website. Because uh, it's it's a classic. It's something you don't get a picture right. of very often was Zorro Mickey. And he was just walking around I know. I didn't so, even know that Zorro Mickey right. existed. It's really cool. <laughs> really cool. So uh, one more here from Chris. All right. Uh, he says... Who writes the funky newsletter? <laughs> parentheses. I coined the funky newsletter phrase. Yeah. For you. Yes. Uh, thank you, Chris. Um, uh, as sad as it is, that's me. <laughs> That's, no, why, it's, great that's why it's so funky. Uh, I am the one who writes the funky newsletter every week. Michelle adds some things to it, but I'm usually the one who puts it together and sends it out. It's awesome. So, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's funky for sure. No. Funky is a great term for it, Chris. Thank you for Love doing it. that. Love yeah, coining so that. Appreciated yes. that. So thank you, Chris, for those questions. Michelle, you have some questions as well. We do. Um, so Nate and Serena, who recently ah, were, was yeah. on our, our podcast, yes, well, they're known as DVC Duo. So great to have them on our show. Finally, they are such great guests. They, and, uh, and you apparently liked them as well because you downloaded that episode a lot. And uh, it, was such a, it was definitely a great show. For yeah. Sure. Anyway, and uh, they're wonderful. And uh, we want to promote their blog as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Twitter, you can find them at DVC Duo. 
Um, they said, outside of Disney parks, cruises, etc. What's your favorite place to travel to? Hmm, that's an interesting uh, question. Uh, let's see. Well, I think, you know, we've traveled to a lot of different places outside of uh, Disney that we've been blessed to be able to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Early on when we got together, Hawaii was one of our favorites, oh, yeah, you know, especially right. like my, my son lived on the big island of Hawaii. And so we visited there both together and as I did to just visit him uh, many times. But we love Kauai a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it's just one of those places actually that we want to get back to sometime soon. We were just we were just talking about it True. recently that we are going to get back to Hawaii at some other point. Uh, I really love, I've loved our trips to Paris. A couple mm-hmm. of them have been really spectacular for us. Another one that was, uh, <laughs> it rained, or you're just talking about it. Right. It rained more than it had rained in like a hundred years. Now, <laughs> while we were, it was something else. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? I really love going. Uh, I am a huge fan. And this is, we haven't done this with Disney yet, so maybe this will count. But I am a giant fan of Alaska. I mm-hmm. I think Alaska. Well, this is question was gorgeous. outside of Disney, so that yeah. well, that would count. And we've done that. We've cruised it outside of Disney with different uh, cruise companies. I love Alaska. I can go to Alaska um, in the whole Pacific Northwest, but especially Alaska is just so untouched and beautiful and gorgeous and peaceful and um it just it's just a wonderful place and, and one that i can return to in, um, many many times right what about you um yeah you've named all some some really wonderful ones and and the one that came to mind when i saw this question was paris mm-hmm. um just love the uniqueness of paris love the things that the simple things that you can do there and really have an amazing time. Like we, we like to go to, you know, the market and just buy a baguette, buy some ham, some cheese, go to a, you know, a a local winery, buy a bottle of wine or, or champagne and go to a park and just enjoy that out outdoors and just be amongst that culture. It's just so fun. It's so, so fun. Mm Um, yeah, I mean, just to, to expand on that a little yeah. bit, one of our favorite nights we ever spent in Paris, we just did the, exactly what you talked about. Right. It was a little, you know, prosciutto, some really nice cheese, mm-hmm. a tomato on a baguette. We made some sandwiches, brought them out with a bottle of wine, sat outside the uh, the Eiffel Tower while I was right. all lit up in the park and just sat there. And then off in the distance, we noticed that there was like this group doing these tango you know it's a group tango that was going on nearby and it's just one of those memories that we'll we'll always have with us of what a interesting and wonderful night and the weather was spectacular right uh, and that we've had in paris exactly it was a really fun and unique situation first of all that the fact that you can go out and and sit on the lawn in front of the eiffel tower uh, yay Mm -hmm. um but having a glass of champagne it's kind of like um you know, lover's corner there. There's a lot of couples there and everything as well. Um, but that you can do that right there. And then, like you said, and this was a weekday, I think I want to say it was 11 oh, yeah, o'clock it was at late. night. It was, it was really, really late. And we're, you know, we're hearing this music start in the, in the background. It's like, where, what is that music and where's it coming from? And so we went around and it was around like kind of a corner um, from there. And you're right. There were, Tango dancers of all ages, of all skill levels, just enjoying the, a Paris night. Yeah. And it again, this was a it was not summertime. It wasn't like your typical holiday. It was just a weeknight, late at night, and they were really enjoying it. Yeah. And it was amazing 
to watch. I want to say it was like around September. Uh, it was really a, had some unseasonably wonderful weather mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Paris at that time. I mean, it was reaching 80 during the days. It was sunny, uh, just beautiful. The nights were spectacular. And uh, we just had a great time. And I, I will never forget that. That that whole trip, I mean, there's so many things that happened on that trip because we also did a transatlantic cruise, not with Disney. Um, and the weather, we were blessed with great weather right. almost the entire time. Um, we got to visit Iceland, Greenland, um, all these different mm-hmm. unique and interesting places. Uh, that was one of our favorite trips of all time, and we're bragging here. But it, yeah. was, it was, you asked what our favorite places to go, and those were some of our favorite places. Yeah, so. and, and I would agree with you in terms of domestic travel, Hawaii and the Pacific Northwest. Um, I know it's not considered domestic, but Victoria is a yeah. city that's Victoria, really, British Columbia. Yeah, yeah we that's love, awesome. We love that place as very well. As yeah. a matter of fact, we may have some plans to go there possibly next year. We have something booked. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right. Now I have a question for you. And this one comes from Keenan, who is, of course, part of, uh, part of our world podcast on Twitter. You can find them at uh, P-O-O-W podcast. And oh, here we go. Here we go. We were waiting for one. Here we go. All right. This may not be something you want to discuss on your show. Mm. But Rachel and I have always been curious if you have any faith-based beliefs. Michelle, I believe that you have (laughs) much more of a story along these lines yourself. So let's get to how you grew up and your faith-based beliefs. Faith-based beliefs, I can say it. Right. And that's a great, interesting question. Um, and so I guess I would say, yes, I have a, a Christian faith, faith-based um, demeanor about me or lifestyle. Um, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the most religious or practicing uh, faith-based person, but I do, you know, have my beliefs in a Christian way. I was raised Catholic, Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. Very much so. Um, and so, but I am. You went to Catholic schools. I went to Catholic schools pretty much all my life. You were taught by nuns. <laughs> taught by nuns, yes. Although I never wanted to be a nun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, no, it, I, I was, you know, and it definitely provides some serenity and some strength to me having a, that faith um, perspective. I am not one that has uh, any issues with other faith. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I um, have gone to other churches, other religion, religious churches with uh, friends, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I see the beauty in some of the others, you know, whether it be um, Baptist or Grace Church, you know, some non-denominational churches. I really just see the beauty of what a community comes together when you have that faith-based perspective. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I was raised Christian myself, but I, I was never—I've never been a particularly practicing mm-hmm. Christian per se. More than you know, the big days, the you know, the Christmas, Easter, right, right. Um, we do, you know, my family is—it's been our tradition for as long as since since I was born and I'm sure well before that mm-hmm. we would get around and on Christmas Eve you know before we did any real celebrating of Christmas or whatever and read the story uh, uh, read of from the birth the Bible. of Christ mm-hmm. and everything so you know I mean it, it is ingrained in me uh, as far as myself um, I, I, I appreciate everybody who takes 
who is is very much faith based. Right. Uh, you know, I just because I'm not particularly so. What I will say that is that I'm very agnostic mm-hmm. to it. Um, I. I believe personally, and this is, I guess, my faith. If my faith is that I don't have much faith. Now, my <laughs> faith is that um, we as humans don't really know everything that is going on. And right. We can't understand everything. And that could be based on possibly there being a higher a higher being mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm. matter. And I, I I have no problem with that. I, however, my own, my personal faith is I have faith in people. Um, I, my personal faith is that I believe that um, people are naturally good Mm -hmm. they're intrinsically good and i have a lot of faith i also have a lot of faith in energy like i feel like people give off an energy and that and that will be something that you can know right on when you enter a room like you know that person or when you meet somebody like that person has great energy i want to hang out with that person that person's energy really sucks the life out of the room right right there there are people like that and i tend to uh levitate towards people that uh have that more bright energy because I'd like to believe that that's what I have. Right. I, I don't know. No, definitely. But that's just kind of, I, I. that's kind of what I feel. Again, I, I, I appreciate everybody who has a faith and I and I, I think you're amazing for it. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what I do, um, but I, I think the church is a wonderful location. It's a wonderful spot, like you said, Michelle, for community, right. for people to get together, um, to do wonderful things together. Right. And, uh, and um, most of it is all about love. And right. I'm a big believer. I have faith in love love, as love well. and so, acceptance yes and, yeah. and that's 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 me right. um so so that is going to be i wanted to get our toughest question wow, out really <laughs> early on thank you keenan for the toughest yeah. question we're going to get today <laughs> uh but uh yeah i mean i you know hopefully we haven't turned anybody off with what right. we talked about here but uh you know we, we most more than anything else we appreciate everybody yeah. um we love everybody and uh we are very accepting of everybody and whatever you believe in oh so, definitely so well not what every there are some yeah, things yeah. Like, okay, i don't know what you believe in but all right but most things so uh let's get all back right, let's to michelle let's get to your next question that you have for us all right um so this came from will and jalesa from mm. young adventures and adventures with a z instead of an s uh on twitter they uh dm'd us at young underscore family yt and they said we would like to hear about both of your earliest memories of Disney and also your earliest memory of Disney together. Hmm. Want me to start with this one? Sure. Early memories of Disney for me are all about Disneyland. Um, I grew up here on the West mm-hmm. Coast, so I would go to Disneyland a lot. Uh, my, my mother would take me quite often uh, and uh, would just enjoy the heck out of, I mean, I love Disneyland. <laughs> Although one of my earliest memories is that I remember, and it's so funny because this attraction has become my favorite or virtually my favorite Disney attraction, but I was scared to death of the Haunted Mansion. Like, I was a kid. <laughs> I, was like, oh, wow. I, you know, I didn't want any part of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, it was funny. like, you know, now now I love it to death. It's so sorry. Maybe because I conquered that fear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. Um, so maybe that's one of those early memories. But I love Disneyland. I loved everything about Disneyland. And, you know, we just talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the wonderful world of color and the wonderful right. world of Disney. Those are some of my early Disney memories as well. Um, as far as us together mm-hmm. um, with Disney, my earliest memory of us together with Disney is because Michelle when we first got together, we were on different coasts. Michelle lived in Florida. I lived in Southern California. And uh, one of our 
original get-togethers for you know as we originally started dating was I flew out and we visited this was my first ever trip to Walt Disney mm-hmm. World we visited Walt Disney World for the first time I'd never been there before so um, we had just a wonderful few days it was just a few days not a full week or whatever right. I think it was like three or four days there and it's just a, a wonderful memory for me as our relationship was beginning to blossom right. and we had a great time in a, in a place that I had never experienced before but I'm happy to go back to uh, very often and always with you oh. Thank you, sweetie. Likewise. Uh, My story is pretty similar to yours. Uh, My earliest memories of Disney uh, were first and foremost with what was on TV, whether it be movies or shows or whatever. Um, And in terms of Disney World going, being brought there, you know, as a kid and just being amazed and instantly fell in love with Walt Disney World and realized that that was a place I needed to go to anytime I could muster up some money, mm. <laughs> you know, or I should say at that time, my parents, my parents would take <laughs> us. And it's so funny you say that because about the Haunted Mansion, because I just remember like that with my brothers, you know, was kind of the thing that my parents would, you know, maybe go sit down and, you know, have a soda or something like that. And we'd get to go in the Haunted Mansion and have a good time and not be with them and you know just family really right. related to yeah. family and fun mm-hmm. and it, it always became that it became you know family close friends um as a way of just sharing a fun time and the same you know like you said our earliest memory of disney together really was you know that trip to walt disney world um you know when long ago far long away ago. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, that that was it. And that was fun. It was fun being able to share that with you um, to be able to really see because I had been to Disneyland in -hmm. the past, um, but it had been several years since then. But at that time, Disneyland wasn't I don't think they were growing as much. uh, Well, that was right about the time when they just expanded into Disney California, California Adventure, Adventure. Yeah. Was, so they just expanded. Right. I, mean, well, I don't know when you went. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. There, when yeah, I had, but prior when to we that, got together. Right. Then, you know. Prior to that, uh, that wasn't opened, and you know. But anyway, yeah. Great question. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks. All right. So on to the next question that I have for us. I actually have a video question from one of our listeners. Ooh, yeah. Very so, cool. Uh, let's take a listen to this one. Hi, Tom and Michelle. My name's Amanda and I live in the Bay Area in California. Uh, Glad you're home safe from your cruise, uh, safe and sound. But my question for you is what is your favorite attraction at Disneyland? And what is your favorite attraction at California Adventure? It's going to be tough, but I'm excited to hear your answers. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. You look adorable in those I ears. Know. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do the video question. That's so awesome. Really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, really appreciate that, Amanda. Thank you uh, for chiming in and going to doing the time to actually do a video uh, question yeah. for us. So that was great. So we'll start with Michelle. Michelle, oh, what's man. your what you want me you, you want to think about it and I'll go first? Yeah. Okay. So as we just talked about, uh, Haunted Mansion is my favorite. Right. I, now 
Rise of the Resistance just opened recently right. at Disneyland. However, I have not had the opportunity yet to uh, take go on it there. I've done it at Walt Disney World, not at Disneyland. So I'm going to kind of exclude that at Disneyland right now until we get the chance to uh, go and visit it and ride it there. I'm sure it's going to be pretty much the same. It's going to be <laughs> awesome and it will become my favorite attraction. Uh, but to this point, I'm going to go back old school and just, you know, a, a Haunted Mansion is my favorite attraction at Disneyland. It's Especially, I like the fact that you go for half the year, a little more than half the year at traditional Haunted Mansion, and then you get that portion of the year where you get the Haunted right. Mansion holiday, and it's 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 amazing like that too. So you get that, you get you know, it's the same attraction just in different ways, and I I love both aspects of it. So that's my favorite at Disneyland, Michelle. Mm. Now, what's your favorite at Disneyland? Okay, it, yeah, I mean it's right. This is tough because there's so many that I would put at least all even as a top ranked uh, attraction. I agree with you in terms of, so what I would say is if we were going to talk about a holiday overlay, I would agree with you with Haunted Mansion, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. That I, I can't get enough of that attraction when that's going. Um, and Small World too. But, <laughs> but well, if I have to pick one. Um, but during the majority of the year when that's not in place, I would actually say Jungle Cruise. I just like the mm. historic, quirky fun of the, you know, the corny jokes and, you know, the whole experience of, of the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I love the Jungle Cruise as well. It's an old school from yeah. day one. You know, obviously it's changed a little bit from what Walt originally intended. It's, you know, it's mostly the, you know, ride looking at the right. animals or whatever, but they realized, you know, in a few years, like, okay, you know, it's looking at <laughs> audio animatronic animals. Let's put right. some liveliness into this. And then the skippers, they, you know, they just make it. You get a great skipper. That's right. And you're going to have an amazing journey even in some of the jokes you've heard a hundred times but it doesn't matter you right just exactly it's a lot of fun so, so great one okay all right california adventure now for disney california adventure park it's uh, it's a little more difficult for me i love uh toy story midway mania mm -hmm. very much i, I love soren especially when it's soaring over california when they go back to that right. uh, which they did again recently i love soaring over california but I think the one attraction that I will go back to um, time and time again that I really enjoy is the Radiator Springs Racers. <laughs> I, I, I just, it's got everything you want. You know, it's got a little bit of a thrill ride to it. It's got the dark ride. It tells a story right. well. It's themed really well. Just going through Cars Land itself is 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 just a lot of fun. So I think probably, probably if I had to pick only one attraction right. to go on at Disney California Adventure Park, uh, probably be Radiator Springs Racers. Although I guess, you know, if you're going to really talk about all attractions, maybe it has to be Frozen, <laughs> the musical <laughs> oh, spectacular, <boy>. because <laughs> really, that's a show. hashtag <laughs> real men love Frozen. So maybe it's that. But uh, yeah, if we're going to just go with rides, oh, I'm going to go with Radiator Springs <laughs> Racers. I love giving you a hard time about that. <laughs> it is a great show for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michelle, yeah, yours. So I would have to totally agree with you on that. The um, Midway Mania is, uh, Toy Story Midway Mania is a lot of fun. Um, but same logic that you used. If I could only go on one, I would do the racers as well. I think that, like you said, it has the story. It has part of a dark ride. It has... Um, a little bit of a thrill, but it is so immersive. Mm -hmm. You are just there, part of the town. You become 
kind of like a citizen there temporarily. And it's, that to me is also what makes it such a unique attraction that yeah. you really are 100% immersed into the experience. Yeah, I, I love it a lot. And it's one of those that I, I try and make sure we get a fast pass for because you got to get a fast pass early for that one. Right. But I try and get a fast anytime we're visiting California Adventure Park to do it. And at night, it's really, it's a different experience if you go on it during the day versus at night. The night is, is really cool because it's, you know, the way it's lit up and you can see the park lit up right. really well and you're on certain portions of it. Um, I just love it. So... Good deal. Thank All you, Amanda. Right. Yes. Really appreciate Thank you for taking it. the time to do a video question. Yes. Yeah, so, so impressive. Yeah, so, so awesome. So Michelle, I think you have another question for us. I here. do. And this comes from our great friends at Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, Justin and Samantha. Thank you so much for sending a question. Uh, they can be found on Twitter at Mon... I can't even talk. <laughs> at Morning Monorail. <laughs> Sorry. To, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. That's what, me every week. <laughs> and their question is, what would your ideal cast member role be at either Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Hmm. Um, I'm good to go. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's probably going to have to be somewhere within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for me. Um, you know, whether it be one of the people that helps uh, bring about the uh, creating the lightsabers. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a fun role to, to have the, the, the people that kind of tell the story, the tale right. from what I understand, having never done it. But um, because I'm just I, it's tough for me to. $200. I really want to do it, but $200. Right, right. Uh, but uh, also, you know, I, I think someone on Rise of the Resistance, I think they, those characters, the, the cast members who play, whether it's the Resistance or especially the First Order, they are so in character and they bring so much to that attraction that I think I would love to be one of those uh, cast members oh, cool. involved with that more than anything else. Michelle, what about you? Okay. I kind of listened to your answer, but I was thinking while you were talking. So, um, but I like that that your idea about the 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 helpful people with building a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. um, I think initially my idea would be probably to say be an Imagineer. Mm -hmm. I think that would be super interesting. Um, but I think if I really had to narrow it down, I would love to be Minnie Mouse. No, you know, and just be able to be out there with people and, you know, share joy, see their joy, see the kids happiness, people of all ages who, you know, embrace their child side. Uh, I would love to be a character. And I think I would like to be Minnie Mouse because I couldn't be goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? My height. Yeah. <laughs> I am goofy, be but I, <laughs> I couldn't be a character goofy in the park. Goofy shoe. That's about the height you are. It'd be perfect. So. Um, I love that idea. I also was thinking about it just as you were talking as well. And um, One of the uh, drivers for the transportation on Main Street USA, Ooh, I think would be right. a lot of fun too. True. Like the little little car or the, um, the horse-drawn carriage right. or whatever, the double-decker bus. I think that might be kind of fun too. You yeah. know, all sorts of new people on all the That's time. true. Plus you're going up and down. It's just a, yeah. it's just a cool area a cool part of, exactly of, of disney that you know most people just kind of fly through right uh, but you really get to appreciate it so i think that'd be kind of fun as well so nice. all right my, my turn okay uh, we have this from scott who hit us up on instagram you can find him at sd woody on instagram and he said tom so this one's specifically Ooh, for me right cool. after that what is your most embarrassing moment with a live microphone <laughs> Oh, Aside wow. for every week on this show, <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and now, 
this is going to come up as part of another question I know is coming up soon. Um, I was involved in radio for uh, much of my career. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, yes, I have hosted some shows and I have done some sports updates. And I think the, uh, as far as some uh, some live mic embarrassing things, I think well, there's a couple things. First off, <laughs> oh. yeah. well, when you've done it a few times, yeah. it's bound to happen. First off was the very first time I did a sports update. I was so nervous. Oh, I bet. You know, I'm on a 50,000 50, watt radio station. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And I was just all over the map. It was like, I'm so glad there's no recording that I know of of that because I was just such a mess <laughs> through it. I mean, I settled down after that, but the very first one I ever did right. was a wreck. Um, secondly, there was one time and I was, I was a student, what's called a studio coordinator. So basically I, I ran, uh, what was going on between the talk show studio and the update studio or whatever. Right. And, um, my talk show host was telling me, he's like, you know, will this sports update person ever stop talking? <laughs> you know, because he wanted to get right. back to his show. And I hit the button because there's a little button you can talk back that's not on the air. Right. To tell him, yeah, he always goes on like this. Oh, it's no. So boring. I hit the wrong button. Oh, no. I was talking to the update guy. <laughs> <laughs> I look back, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so um, not really a live microphone. It was right. more of an internal thing. Sure. But that was a really embarrassing oh, thing. Oh, how for funny. Me, so, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Moving on uh, to his second question. And he says, if you had to be quarantined for 14 days in a Disney attraction, what would it be? So I'm going to hit, I'm hitting you with this. This is the first time you've seen this. I've had a little oh, time yeah. to think about this. So I'll answer first. Okay. Um, we'll go right back to the rise of the resistance. Um, mm. I think that there's so many different chambers and areas within it. I, I think that you could find um, some amusing places. Uh, within it often to kind of check out right. and look at. Uh, that would be maybe my first choice. My second choice might be going back to another one of my favorite attractions, the Haunted Mansion, because I think that's also an area where you have lots of different areas right. to check out. They're a lot of fun. Plus, you know, I mean, you're quarantined. You know, the only thing people living in there really aren't the living. So you're, you know, social distancing isn't that important. <laughs> so you can kind of hang out with the ghosts, you know, and you it's could. okay. You know, it's not <laughs> a big true. deal. So um, I, I think the Haunted Mansion would be a lot of fun. Michelle, what and do you y- think? You didn't pick the Frozen one that time. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Um, awesome question. Uh, I think similar to you, I'm going back to Jungle Cruise because, again, um, if you're there and you could have like different skippers and have different experiences, um, maybe even drive the boat, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, you know, so I think just having some of that fun in that area would be. Yeah. I mean, you, not only would you see the backside of water, you'd see the left side of water, right? you see the right side of water. <laughs> exactly. You experience the water all over the place. I there. know. I know. But yeah, interesting question. I'll probably think about that later oh. today and come up with a million all these more answers responses. We're gonna, yeah, all these answers. <laughs> we're going to be like, oh, why didn't I say this? Or no, I should have been that. You know, but this is what our answers are for right now. So right. very good. Michelle, what's your next question you have for us? Okay, the next question comes from Camille, who mm. we're so excited because she and her husband are going to be joining us for a future episode here. Yeah, coming up just uh, next week. I yeah. know. I know. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, on Instagram, she's at Disney Bound and Down and at Castle Bound and Down. Mm-hmm. And her question is, I'd love to know what you both do for work. 
Mm. Well, I just touched on it, um, and it's a little tricky now because right. uh, for, gosh, a couple, more than a couple of decades, I worked in radio more than anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've worked in mostly mostly talk radio, uh, worked in uh, sports radio, as a matter of fact, and I done, I've done a lot of things in sports radio, uh, working uh, you know, as a studio coordinator, as I talked about, a, a sports update guy, reporter. Right. Um, I've hosted shows, had our own shows right. that I've I've done, uh, and uh, and a producer. I've been a producer as well. Uh, later on in my career, I moved on to where I would work mostly behind the scenes, working on sound, working on commercial production, and what's called station imaging, which is kind of the you're listening to ninety five seven, you know, the Flash, you know, and so that kind of stuff. I would put together a lot of those kind of things, promos. Uh, for the station and, and you were award-winning for that for that I, work maybe yes um, yes yes multiple year award winner uh, yeah yes. well thank you um but unfortunately recently well there's been a couple things one there was a gap in the middle because radio is a very tumultuous uh, career mm-hmm. to be in uh, where i lost my job i wasn't sure if i was going to get back into radio so i did take up uh, studying to be a chef. We started mm-hmm. a, a catering company. I went to culinary school and we had a catering company for about five, six years mm-hmm. uh, that we ran. And uh, um, then I got back into radio. And uh, then just recently, um, oh boy, we're, we are coming up on almost a year anniversary to it. Uh, our The radio station where I was working at, uh, due to some financial liabilities and everything else, they just folded up shop. It right. wasn't even a matter of like they changed formats or everything. I mean, the station just went off the air. Right. Uh, so they left a lot of us without jobs. And um, because of some other reasons, that uh, some things I was taking care of at home and some other stuff that's going on now, including uh, this trip we went on, I hadn't uh, went and really delved into getting a new job. I've put out some feelers here and there, including at Disney for that matter, uh, about getting a job. Um, But I'm about to delve back into it more thoroughly, so we'll see where that lands in a little bit. So uh, actually for me, I'm unemployed. That's what (laughs) I was saying right now. My job is working on the funky newsletter. And this, this, and the Disney and dishes other blog, things. and we have some other things, things in the background so. that you know not not ready for prime time yet. But let's get into where what makes us be able to work, <laughs> what makes us be able to function, and that is Michelle's career. Well, so my educational background brought me into nursing. Um, I'm a a registered nurse. Um, However, I don't work as a nurse. I'm a manager. I'm actually um, work at a company that I'm an administrator for a clinic that has primary care, pediatrics, dermatology, radiology, pharmacy. You run everything. You run the show there. You are you are the little woman in charge. I have um, first line authority, I guess, if you were to say that for primary care, Um, but I'm uh, kind of a resource for all the other departments as a, as a kind of a go-to person. So. Now, she she has a great career, uh, does a great job working in the medical industry, and uh, again, the, you know, you know, my job through radio for the years, and even now that I don't have it, but for years, it kind of like brought in some extra fun money for us. But Michelle is the reason we able to get to go on fun trips. We, reason reason we can survive <laughs> paying what we pay uh-huh. to live in California is because Michelle has done such a great job within her career, studying one, you know, taking the getting the education to do it but then working hard um and just being a great leader uh to put
put her in the position where she is now, and it, it does help us uh, be able to do accomplish some things that we do uh, now. And it's all thanks to Michelle. Wow, thank you. You're you're being way too generous and too modest. There are a lot of things behind the scenes that you do that make it possible. Um, not I to, cook dinner every night. Well, that's awesome. You also go grocery shopping, which is phenomenal. I am so spoiled in that regards. Um, and then some of the extra care that our our son Scott, who has Down syndrome, has um, that you really manage that situation so that I can be uh, working the crazy hours that one would work on a clinic. So you're you're wonderful. Yeah. Not, not as wonderful as you, but thank uh, you very much. It's yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice whatever. of you. So. All right, back to me. Uh, I will have a question from Taylor who hit us up on Instagram. You can find her at Taylor Knight. Uh, she has three questions for us. However, the mm. first one we just covered, which was what job uh, would we want to have if we worked at a Disney park? We just covered that recently, so uh, just a couple questions ago. Uh, so here's the other couple questions. Is it if you could design a new ride for any of the Disney theme parks, what would it be? And that is interesting. Um, you yeah. know, and I, I, I tried to, as much as I saw some of these questions, I try not to think too deeply on many mm-hmm. of them. Um, but I think, well, first of all, you know, I got to get an attraction to Frozen 2 coming up soon <laughs> because, you know, hashtag real man love Frozen. Uh, I would love to see a, a more expanded attraction involving Frozen 2. But I, I think that one thing I would love, and I'm glad that this is coming to one of the Asian Disney parks, mm-hmm. and I'd love to see it come to the United States parks, is something revolved around Zootopia because I love that movie. Right. I think it, it would really function well for... You know, there could be shows, there could be uh, different dark rides, you know, True. it could be, a, it, it would be a really lot of fun. I mean, we love, we do get to meet uh, Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde at right. Disneyland quite often, and they are a great meet and greet if you ever get the chance to do that. Uh, but I would love to see it expanded into an actual Zootopia type attraction mm. going through, maybe you go through the various different, because you know that there's the different districts within Zootopia, right. you know, Tundra Town and um, exactly. all, the, all the different areas that they go through, Sahara Square. And of course, Maine Zootopia itself. I would love to see that made into some sort of dark ride or something uh, along, almost like, you know, similar to what the Radiator Springs Racers or I, I don't know, but they, I'm sure they would come up with something right. really creative and I would be excited to see that uh, within the parks. Uh, Michelle, what about you? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I agree with you in terms of the Zootopia. I think that would have like an amazing ability to hit a lot of things being more like with some of these um, trackless rides and how they could expand on that and really give you that again, and that immersive experience. Um, and man, I'm stumped at a new attraction. I'd like to see some of the old ones come back sometimes, but um, hmm, I'm glad that they've, you know, added the at Disney World, Walt Disney World, the Mickey and Minnie mm-hmm. into an attraction. Um, I'm glad they have the Mary Poppins attraction apparently coming. Right, which will be great. Right, too. so things like that. Oh, I I hate to just glom on you, but I think the Zootopia is a winner. Yeah. Well, if you come up with another answer as we're, we're going through these other questions, uh, it'll probably free. be at two a.m. when I yeah, you know of course oh! I'll wake up and I'm like oh man why didn't I say this can we edit this tangled man? <laughs> it's gonna be in the middle of the night wake me up. I know I'm trying to in my head go through all the movies and there's you know obviously a lot of things that a lot of great movies that would you know lend themselves to being a great attraction but I think also rumored and I think you would love this one is rumored out there but it has not been anything officially made yet is a Coco attraction 
mm-hmm. think that would be mm-hmm. another uh, excellent right, action, true. one that to go through. Yeah, that's what that was my idea, didn't I? Just tell yes. You? <laughs> <laughs> she told me that earlier, but she had forgotten. So I just want to remind her, refresh her memory on that. Uh-huh, um, f- finally, she has one other question for us. And this is a non-Disney question, she mm-hmm. says. It's favorite places in San Diego. If you don't know, we live in San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you enjoy taking friends and family when they visit? So I'll start off with one of my, my favorite areas in San Diego is just down by the waterfront, uh, kind of downtown uh, Seaport Village, although it needs some love. I kind mm-hmm. of enjoy Seaport Village and the place that it is on the water, on the bay. And then if you go a little farther uh, to the north, you have the Midway there, the Midway Museum, which right. is a, a, a classic aircraft carrier that's been turned into a floating museum there. Sure. And there's also... Um, there's also the Maritime Museum that has the classic, uh, you know, uh, tall ship, the Star of India, and they have like a classic old submarine there, and so a lot of different cool places to visit. And then you know, just within steps there, it's one great one of the great things about San Diego is that whole area. There's so much to do because right there is the Gaslamp Quarter as well, and there's so many great restaurants and and shops you can hit up there, all within just a, a, a small area. And it's also great if you're ever cruising into or out of San Diego because it's really close. Also, if you're flying in and out of San Diego, for some reason you were flying in and you had some time to kill, you could really almost walk from the airport uh, to all these areas. It's really not that far. So a matter of fact, I used to run down there and I used to run by the airport and through that right, area right. Uh, quite often. No, it it doesn't awesome. take very long. So um, that's one of my favorite areas. Michelle, do you have some other areas you can think of? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of the regular touristy places, but um, the San Diego Zoo actually has like a sister park. Mm-hmm. That was one of my thoughts. As really? Well. Yeah. And it's called the um, Wild Animal it used to be the Wild Animal Park. Now Hold it's up. like the Safari Park. I oh, that's it's, right. Yeah. It's like yeah. the San Diego Zoo Safari Park is what they call it. Right. And um, so that's, you know, it's kind of a, a lot. You're right. It is the Safari Park. You're, you're brilliant. Um, it is further away uh, on the outskirts of, of San Diego, which San Diego is an enormous city. Um, county. County. Yeah. County, right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it has, um, you know, a lot of obviously great animal ability to see animals um, more in their natural habitat. And it's also a location where they're doing a lot of conservation, um, you know, trying to make sure they're also helping support keeping species that are about to be extinct to stay uh, available to us on this earth. So it is, it's great. It's really interesting. It's just, you know, I I don't want to compare it to um, Disney's Animal Kingdom because I don't think it is like that. It is different. It's hard to explain, but... um, I, I just find it, it's just very impressive and a lot of fun and you feel good when you're there. Right. It's a great place to get to. It's a little more difficult if you don't like have a rental car because it is out of the county a little bit. If you're just kind of staying downtown San Diego, it is a trek to get there. Right. Easy to get to the San Diego Zoo, which is also a great visit. It's uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's world renowned as right. a wonderful zoo. It's arguably the best zoo in the United States. You know, I mean, it's definitely in the top two or three for sure. Um, so that's a great visit. But the, um, the Safari Park, what used to be called the Wild Animal Park, 
park is uh, different. It's it's you know the San Diego Zoo runs it, right. but it's it's done in a different way. That's great. Also, Balboa Park um, yeah. is a great place to visit. That. Some great museums to just kind of go through. It's just a great place to walk around and check out the sites. Um, Coronado is a lot of fun. A lot mm-hmm. of little restaurants, shops. Wonderful, really wonderful beach area there. And if you go to Coronado, you'd be amazed at how it looks identical to the Grand Floridian. Right. The, the, <laughs> uh, the uh, Coronado Hotel is... Uh, it, actually, the Grand Floridian was right. made based on the Coronado Hotel. And uh, I, I like Carlsbad, too. Kind of mm-hmm. Much of the coast is great. Um, I really like Carlsbad, which is more northern coastal area. Uh, before you get to Orange County, it's kind of a, it's got a beautiful little town area there and some really nice beaches as well. And it's kind of just a, a fun place to visit. You can hop on mm-hmm. uh, a little train and take you up there. And, or the, what we have is called the Coaster, which right. is kind of a, a commuter train. And it's just a really easy jaunt up there if you yeah. want to go check it out. It stops right in town. So. Sure. Some some cool areas that cool we like areas, around yep. San Diego. So yeah, so. Uh, Michelle, do you have a? I, I think uh, I'm wrapped up. Except for I have one more question that I'm going to save for last. Okay. But if you've got a few more questions, I believe. I for do. Us I do. So this one came from the guys at Conversations mm. Podcast. That's a Star Wars podcast that is amazing to yeah. listen to. Pat you, and Charles, are great. right? Yeah. They are hilarious too. I I can't get enough. But anyways, their question is kind of similar to a, a prior one, but might spark some other answers is uh, they said we'd love to hear your individual theme park origin story and how it brought you together Ooh. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> origin story <laughs> um, well again you know I grew up going to Disneyland uh, my, right. my family took me to Disneyland my mother took me to Disneyland a lot I've gone with my family I've gone alone and that's kind of where I grew up was going to Disneyland there's a few other theme parks within Southern California that I would visit it from time to time there was a time in my life when I was more adventurous uh, that I would go to some uh, theme parks that had a little more roller coasters Ooh, and stuff and, look at you and now I'm uh, <laughs> quite a bit older and uh, I don't really need to go on those anymore but I, I just love Disneyland for what it is so that's kind of my origin story within the parks was just getting to go there and, and uh, check them out and just enjoying the, the heck out of, of Disney and, and Disneyland. Uh, Michelle, your right. origin story. Well, you know, as I mentioned a little earlier is, you know, my first time going to Walt Disney World as a, as a kid, I was just blown away. I, you know, we hadn't ever done anything like that in terms of a um, an experience of a park or anything like that. And, um, you know, my family was from very modest means. And it was just mind-blowing to me how wonderful of a place it was and that as I continued you know to to age and grow and everything I just continued to love it um I think part of what brought some of the togetherness of us is well one obviously was having the ability to to let you experience Walt Disney World for the first time which is always a fun experience but also I had gone to Disneyland a few times. I think it was like maybe three times uh, prior to when we had met. And as much as I kept trying to tell myself, I really appreciate the history behind it. The fact that it was so unique when it did come out. There were so many things about it that I wasn't as thrilled because I was very much influenced by the glitz and glamour of Walt Disney World that I 
couldn't necessarily have the same appreciation for Disneyland. And when you brought me to Disneyland and we kind of experienced some of that together and you, you know, kind of broadened my scope of saying, don't try to compare it see the benefit of what this is or see the beauty in this particular thing and the fact that you know these things are things that were here when Walt who originated it you know happened and again I in my mind had thought that but really being able to experience that with you gave me a much better appreciation for Disneyland Mm -hmm. you know and I know that it has changed tremendously from back then um, you know but I I think that that really has helped me appreciate this park here in Southern California, you know, that was the beginning of making me become really in love with it. Yeah. And now you, you are really in love. with I Disneyland. am. You really like Disneyland a, yes. a lot. Yeah. Yep. And we, we try and go as often as we can because we enjoy it so much. So many times I like think Michelle will be like, you know what we're going to do today? We're just going to go to Disney. We're just, <laughs> just going to go. And I'm like, well, okay, let's go. You know, it's totally on, on a whim. Right. You know, it's the blessing of living so close to it is that we can just get up and, and also having annual passes. Yeah. Just being able to get up and go when we decide we want to. So. And yeah, I remember early on when we were first, you know, dating and et cetera and married, um, you'd say, oh, let's go to Disneyland or tomorrow we'll go to Disneyland. And it was like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. that's, that's nice. But now I, you know, I still get the, oh, I don't think I can sleep tonight because I'm thinking about all the things we could do at Disneyland or what we're going to eat. So the funny thing about all this is that, yes, um, I, you know, Michelle, as we mentioned earlier, you know, took me for my first uh, trip to Walt Disney World. Um, It wasn't her first trip to Disneyland, but I opened her eyes to what the joy is of of Disneyland Mm -hmm. as well. But the real theme park that kind of brought us together was really, it's not really a theme park, although you could consider it an adult theme park. And that was Las Vegas. Because that was like <laughs> one of the first things that kind of connected us. And That's it, a good point. You know, if we were going to get into the story of how we met, if you don't know how we met, <laughs> we met online and not like through a dating site. We no. were not going through a dating site. It was random. Like Michelle was online. Uh, with her sister on like Yahoo playing blackjack on Yahoo. We were getting ready to go on a trip to Vegas together, my sister and brother-in-law and I. Right. And as I told you before, my job was being a studio coordinator. And sometimes I would often be the studio coordinator for uh, for the sporting teams in town. So I, would, I was a studio coordinator for the San Diego Padres when the station I worked for had their rights. Um, and oftentimes when you're doing those games, um, there's a lot of times where you're just doing nothing. So I would be online playing blackjack. And um, it was, you know, you, you just kind of chat between people and right. we kind of connected and talked a few more times and, you know, we just keep running into each other right. and Strange. Uh, eventually it progressed into something else and, you know, and, you know, and Vegas was a part of that right. because of all of this. So it's not really a theme park, but in way it's kind of, you yeah, of Vegas, it's that's kind of true. a theme park. That's true. So that was kind of a part of our <laughs> origin story of how we got together. It's a really funny way that yeah, we that's connected. A, in a nutshell, know, from, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was back in the time when you said you met somebody online. Yes. People would like, ooh. Oh, that's scary. That, yeah. Which was like yesterday. Because I know. Same thing still <laughs> to this day, but it was even more scary back in... Uh, this was 2001 when, we, when this first happened. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So, 
anyway. So, all right. I think you got some more questions. I do. Um, so this one came from Adam from the Mouse and More podcast. Mm. And that's a great podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah that has uh, a crew that works there, which is cool. It's Adam, Liza, Chris, Mark, Bridget, Rachel, and Tony. Mm. Um, and they can be found on Twitter at the Mouse and More. Um, so they sent several questions. Uh, so the first one is, what is our favorite cruise, I guess, itinerary you've been on? Hmm. Well, I, you know, I, it wasn't, it wasn't Disney, um, but we were talking about it earlier, the, uh, the transatlantic we did, and we, we got blessed by some wonderful weather, which kind of helped this be a super special cruise. But, um, just because of everything that happened on this cruise, it became, probably our all-time favorite right. itinerary. And that was, we started, um, we, first we went to Paris that like we talked about. Then we right. caught the ship at Dover. Um, you know, so that's cool. You, know, you get to see the mm-hmm. white cliffs of Dover in uh, England. Um, we, then we hit, uh, we hit Dublin, Ireland. We hit Glasgow, Scotland. We mm-hmm. hit uh, um, Northern Ireland um, as well. Right. And uh, then we hit uh, Iceland, which yeah. was really uh, interesting Amazing. visit. Um, because the weather was so nice, we were a couple of days ahead of time. We got to go to Greenland and go through this uh, kind of fjord um, channel and just sail through this really peaceful, wonderful inlet and see glaciers right. and some of the it land. It wasn't just, even on the original itinerary. It, it just because that they were expecting to be fighting more weather, but everything was so smooth. We were ahead of schedule. Then we went into Greenland and stopped in this um, you know this port where our cruise ship you know, like was 10 times the amount of people who lived in this right. area, you know, when they got off there and there weren't any real uh, shore excursions. They just kind of put on, they, they brought people from other villages into town right. and they just kind of put on little shows. There was a church there. They put on a, you know, a, a choir singing. There was like a kayak exposition. They did some dancing right. stuff. Uh, it was just a really cool experience. And it ended up in, in New York city and we stayed there for a couple of days, saw a few Broadway shows and just really, really wonderful experience. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, there were a lot of great highlights throughout Europe. Um, but, what you're talking about was a true highlight once in a lifetime experience when we went to Greenland. Um, and as you mentioned, they just had locals there providing some entertainment rather than having like what you would typically think of as an excursion that you're going to go on. Actually the town closed businesses Mm -hmm. for the day for the cruise ship being in port. Um, and they were able to in schools. Right. yeah. Yeah. And so they did, they had, you know, some of the, um, young like i would say tweens or young teenagers doing you know traditional folk dancing and like you said the the church choir which was really interesting it sounded identical to the choir that you hear in frozen mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's that kind of, of of melody and sound but just seeing people you know wearing their traditional colors and costumes and really trying to share with the people from this cruise ship, what, you know, what their heritage was about was just so phenomenal, so touching, um, you know, and like you said, they had some people doing some, some adventures on kayaks and, and it was just, just going around and um, experiencing people in this uh location that is very different than what we would normally see in our day-to-day life and really get to appreciate that they were willing to come out and share that was Mm -hmm. just phenomenally emotionally 
beautiful. It was, a, it was, we got really lucky, like I said, with the weather. I mean, when you're on one of these uh, transatlantic cruises, especially to the North Atlantic, there's no guarantee you'll ever even be able to, because there, it can get really rough at times, in w- which we experienced in a uh, eastbound right. transatlantic in 2016 on Disney. Um, but, although that was still an amazing cruise as yes. well. Uh, but, you know, you don't necessarily, you might not be able to pull into these ports in Iceland or Grishore, uh, but it ended up working out really well. And that was just a, I, I've never seen uh, that itinerary posted again since no, we got to go I on know. it. We were just very blessed that it matched up uh, with us being able to go on it. Uh, so it, it just kind of was lucky and that it was a great cruise. As far as like more traditional itineraries, I it, Alaska, as I said before, mm-hmm. I love sailing Alaska. I don't think there's any more peaceful area to be just on a cruise ship, sitting out on your balcony or just looking out the window. And you know, if, you, if you know anything about Alaska cruises, uh, they go through much of what's called the Inside Passage, uh, which has been carved out out um, for gosh, millions of years uh, out of glaciers. So they're very deep, but they're also somewhat narrow. So the ships can get through there um, because they're so deep. Um, but because of that, there's also land on both sides of you really, really close. It looks mm-hmm. like it's right there. Like yeah. You can almost reach out and touch a bald eagle there. Uh, so you can just sail and see all this untouched nature uh, going by. You'll maybe see some bald eagles. Maybe, who knows? Maybe you'll see a moose or a bear. Um, just a lot of times you'll see dolphins and whales and right. everything when you're going through there. And it's just so relaxed and so zen and so relaxing and so wonderful. And it just, you know, it gets so away from the uh, everything that, you know, the, the city life and everything. I mean, the ports can be a little bit touristy, but if you get outside of the ports themselves and go visit some of the areas or just while you're sailing along, it's just so magnificent and quiet and the air is so fresh and wonderful and I can go back, as I said before, I can go back anytime. And I think right. it's, it's it's my favorite all-time itinerary is just any Alaska cruise. Right, right. No, that makes sense. And it, you, like you said, it is, it's just so unique. It's, there's nothing comparable to it. But I, I don't think there's very many cruises we've been on that we would say, you know, I really, nah, that was I terrible. Know. Now, a lot of times we may like the, the ship more than the stops because right. we've been there multiple times, but uh, we enjoy virtually every itinerary that we can cruise on. So. Right. Okay. The next question that, that um, Adam posed is, what would be your either your dream cruise or Disney trip you want to go on in the future? Hmm. Uh, I really, well, there's lots of Disney trips. I want to get to the Asian parks or whatever. Um, those, those are kind of some of our bucket list things mm-hmm. is eventually getting over to uh, the various Asian parks and checking them out. We have been to Disneyland Paris and enjoyed that very much. Looking forward to getting that back once they uh, finish their uh, construction that they're doing over there on the new lands mm-hmm. and uh, refurbishing on some areas and stuff. Um, we want to get to Olani soon. Um, at some point we talked about going to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Olani is mm-hmm. part of that. We want to check that out as well. As far as cruise itineraries, that I, well, I really want to at some point uh, do the uh, Norwegian fjords. I, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. one. I'd also like to do the Mediterranean, but if, if I can only pick one, uh, the Norwegian fjords, if, you know, price is no object. Well, if price is no object, I want to do a world cruise. <laughs> and time is no object, I want to do a world cruise. Uh, but if I can just pick one regular itinerary, I right. think the Norwegian fjords would be the one I'd like to do. Yeah, that's interesting. That would be a fun one. I think um, my dream cruise um, would be going around the tip of South America. No, yeah, I'd like to do that too. You know, and just being able to experience that, you know, I think that would be a little bit more adventurous 
of a nature and it seems like it would be really, really interesting. It's a longer cruise, just like, um, you know, the Norwegian Fjords is a little bit right. longer. It's not like a four or five day cruise. And we happen to tend to like longer cruises right. for many, as we, you know, we just got off this Panama Canal cruise a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we, it, 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 when you're on a, a long cruise, it really, one that, you know, it, it, they tend to, the dollar amount tends to balance mm-hmm. out better on the, you know, per day right. uh, amount that you're uh, you're going for. But also like you get to know your dining staff really, really well. Right. Like after you've been on for, you know, a week or more, you know, you start to really get, you know, working with one another. Like right. if you're on a three day cruise, you know, basically you're seeing the dining staff three times and then you go, right, you right. know, uh, but when you're on there for you know, 10 to 14 days. I mean, you really kind of get to, you're, you're, you're talking to one right. another, you're getting to know their stories, they're getting to know your stories. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the cruise, it's like you're almost losing a friend or family member yeah, for a while because you've right. been together for so long. And it's it's really kind of nice. And also it's just nice, you know, when you're on vacation and you're on a cruise and if you think of your traditional cruise, let's just say you normally do a seven-day cruise, which is you know, still a long cruise. Right. But when you get to that seventh day, you're like, normally I'd be getting off the ship, but I have a week to go. <laughs> It's so great. Right. You know, as long as you can swing it, it's not easy to swing that kind right. of vacation time. But when you get to do that, that is a lot of fun. So, right, right. So, so. Uh, he lists one more question, which I'm going to cover in the tip. I appreciate him coming up with actually the the basis of what my tip of the week is going to be, where he said, please give a good tip to someone that has never cruised before. So I will cover that. Okay. Um, my tip is make sure it's right for you. Um, cruise is not right for everybody. Right. Um, you know, um, I would, one, I would start going for a shorter one to first to kind of give it a trial, but do it with Disney. If you're going to do a short one, if you're a Disney fan, because Disney, don't go for a short one on like some of these other, uh, brand names. Right. I'm not going to name them all, but a lot of those are just kind of like booze cruises, right. which is fine if that's what you want to do. You just want to go and drink for three or four days, but I don't think you get a real cruise experience on it. Well, right. I think you do with the shorter Disney ones somewhat. Um, but make sure it's right for you. Um, and then you can go for some of the longer ones. I, I think that's the big thing. And also, um, pick the cabin that you're going to want to be in um, when mm-hmm. you go there. It's like, what am I going to be able to you know, be on for seven days and feel comfortable? Do I need a balcony? Right. Do I need a window? You know, what are you looking for on the cruise? I think those are the, the biggest tips for me is, you know, this is going to be your hotel room, your home for anywhere from three to seven to 14 days, right. whatever the case may be. Um, make sure you're in the room that you want to be in for that amount of time that you can do everything you want to do. That's good, it. good. I'm not going to give any more now because it's my tip right. of the week. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know. I, like, I probably stole okay, some of I know. It's like, okay, when are you going to, I'm going to be like you on the, when is he going to stop? He's going on and on. He's got my whole script ready. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Well, what Michelle has the best tips. Well, yeah. her tips. So anyway, uh, go ahead. All right. And w- one last question that we got um, from Allison in email is she said, which Disney character do you most associate yourself being like? <laughs> Wow. I know. Um, I'd like to pretend that I am like Nick Wilde, but I'm <laughs> not really in real life. I, I like to pretend I'm like him, but right. I, I enjoy him very much. Um, I, you know, goofy. I tend mm-hmm. to be kind of goofy, I think. <laughs> I'm kind of silly. Um, many times I'm Elsa. You know, uh, just <laughs> away. More often though, I'm Anna and just, you know, barely stumbling by, but, you know, still will work hard to try and get things, to, you know, to do the next right thing or right, whatever. So, right. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a kind of a, a combination of many different things. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I guess if you're just going to pin down one character, I tend to think I'm just kind of goofy. 
So what about you? Well, you know, I, I like you a lot of times feel like goofy. Um, I adore Pluto, but I can't say I'm necessarily like that. Um, I'm not trying to sound egotistical, but I guess if I were to look at a character and say, what do I feel I most seem to have had a life experience similar would be Tiana Hmm. from Princess and the Frog. I mean, I think a lot of times, uh, especially when I was, you know, um, in high school and even through college, I was kind of more like, okay, you just got to buckle down, do hard work, get things ready for you know, what your goals are, you know? And so I think it was, I'm kind of, I was kind of like you're that. You're almost there. You're working to try and get yeah, that Yeah, you just always, you know, you, you may not always appreciate what's fun going on around you because you're just so focused on accomplishing tasks. Mm. And, you know, in some regards that can be good because it can help get you to where you're going. But in other times it is not good because you miss out on some some really wonderful things and i think that's being with you has brought me to that to say yes you you do need to spend time to focus whether it's something you know on work that you're trying to accomplish but you also have to have that that ability to detach and really have fun and really appreciate the things around and i think that's you know what you've shown me a lot and that's why i think like when we're just talking about vacations and cruises you know, having an ability to be in a, like, like a cruise ship where you're getting to talk to the people that are working there and hearing their story and connecting with people that you, you know, normally in your day-to-day life, you connect with the people you work, your family at home, but this kind of broadens that. And, and I really appreciate that you've brought me to that. Ah, well, I'm happy to do it. And I think that you're, uh, I agree with you. And then what you've done to work like Tiana had to work to get the goal that she, you know, mm-hmm. what she wanted to get that restaurant. And you've done that to uh, get the goal to where you are within your career and what you've done for this family and everything else. But I would also like to say that there is one other character who you are very much like. Olaf? Yeah. <laughs> you do like warm hugs. <laughs> if you've met Michelle, you know she likes warm hugs. So that is true. Uh, but no, um, for one thing, there's a certain character that tends to drift around you regularly. So that would put you to one point. Mm. Um, you're kind of tiny. So that gets you to another point. And you, know, you tend to, you know, have pixie dust with you wherever you go so i think you're kind of like <laughs> tinkerbell because peter pan whenever we go to disney parks peter pan is somewhere nearby that's true um, that's so weird you are tiny as i said before <laughs> and you do share your pixie dust regular uh, so you're a little bit of uh, tinkerbell so as well you're so, so sweet well thank yeah. you sweetie so is that it for your questions that's it so i uh, guess we uh i've got one more all right one more question here and this is from aaron who you can find on instagram at it's underscore a underscore dry underscore heat. I think we may know this, Aaron. Oh, I think but so I think too. He was, I think this is, he sent this to the wrong person because he said, why are you guys so cool? <laughs> you definitely sent this to the wrong right? po- podcast, Aaron. I'm sorry. Uh, we got mixed up. Uh, we're not cool. 
I appreciate you thinking so. If this is really meant for us, but we are yeah. far from cool. But thank you very much. Uh, and, too, too funny. And that's it for our Ask Us Anything <laughs> episode. We really want to say how much we appreciate all your, your questions and how much you've you chimed in and we're looking forward to, you know, of course, answering more questions in the future and anytime you want to. <laughs> if you really want yeah. that. <laughs> People might listen to this episode and say, okay, TMI or, wow, I did think they were cool before I listened to this episode. <laughs> and now I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Boring. We definitely do not raise our coolness. That's no. For sure. Um, that's for sure. But anyway, thanks for everybody who's taking part. And we'll, we yes. will do this again somewhere way down the line. But if you ever want to hit us up for any other, with any other questions at any point, uh, we'll be happy to answer them off the air as well as on the air. If you want us to bring it up on the air um, for some different segment, uh, we can do that too. And of course, you can always hit us up on our social media and email us at Podcast at gmail.com. So that was fun. That was a little uh, yeah. difficult at times. Uh, we had some <laughs> interesting through. topics, but it wasn't <laughs> as scary as you thought it was going to be, yeah, was it? No, you know, I, I know that our our friends out there in the Disney community are wonderful people. Um, you all have showed so much love for us and truly appreciate it. So, yeah, I like I said, I wasn't, I was more, I think what we're talking about, like I didn't want to sound too uncool i you know i want to keep some <laughs> demeanor of cool you're cool <laughs> i'm uncool no you're not, cool. A, not you're even cool. not even yeah, <laughs> but no. it was fun and it thank fun. you so much for people for participating we really really appreciate it and if we missed one of your questions we're sorry um but anyways thank you yes thank you very much so uh normally at this point we'd be getting to our disney stories of the week however um it's just been kind of slow so we're going to kind of skim over that portion and we've and, talked a lot and we've talked a lot holy so, cow uh, we're just going to move straight on to our tips our vacation tips every week we try and give you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be the parks, whether it be run Disney, Disney Cruise Line, whatever the case may be. And we always start with Michelle, one, because, well, she's Tinkerbell, (laughs) uh, but also because she just has the very, very best Uh, tip. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Thank you. And again, thank you so much to Adam from the Mouse and More for this question, because it really helped guide me in the tip for this week. And that has to do with, you know, having some ideas or tips for some a newbie for cruising and um, easily I could go on and on I could make a whole episode or series of episodes on this so I'll try to keep it down I couldn't narrow it <laughs> to less than four sorry oh, there we go. but they're short they're short um, and some of it you've already touched on thank you very much um, and if you do sign up for the newsletter um, we can give you some other helpful information as well. There's more work for me. I know, up. I know, but I already typed it up. So, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, well, I guess actually that w- that's really not a tip. I don't know why that's counted as number number one, but no, here it is. Here is number one. If you've never cruised before, obviously research is helpful to prepare you. So, if you've never done a cruise before, you you know, like what you said, you might want to consider um 
with something like a Disney cruise to be a shorter cruise. Um, and kind of in line with that is if you want to save some money, you may want to look into booking or what they call a um, relocation. A repositioning cruise. Right. A repositioning <laughs> Duh. Um, anyways, so that's, that's a cruise that's not like a round trip. It's really to get the ship from where it is currently at to another location that's going to do a series of round trips. So, uh, for example, a short cruise that's, you know, like you can sometimes find them four nights or five nights are between San Diego and Vancouver. And that's usually getting the ship either up towards Alaska to do the Alaska series for a season or back down to San Diego to do a little bit of Mexico before going back um, through the Panama Canal over to Florida. Um, uh, they also have longer cruises, uh, like, for example, there's the transatlantics that we talked about, usually from someplace in Florida, Miami, uh, to Europe, if you're on Disney. Um, and so what makes those cheaper is uh, it's cheaper for the cruise of the per day because it's not giving you a full, what they would normally consider a full experience. You, you wouldn't be going to as many ports. Um and Especially on the transatlantic, where right. you're going like four or five days just crossing the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. So that might not be your first choice for the first time cruising, but maybe one of these shorter cruises that can have a little bit um, of fun experience. You can, you know, experience both the port that you're leaving from as well as the port that you're arriving to and, and have a little bit more time there. Or you might just find one that's closer to your house. And they do usually stop somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. It's not like they just go from point A to point B. There are some cruises that do that. Right. Uh, but a lot of times there'll be at least a stop or two along the way. Like you were talking about the one to uh, Vancouver from right. San Diego. That one will stop in San Francisco often. Right. And also like Victoria, Victoria. possibly. Mm -hmm. so, right. Um, you do. There, it, there are some ports that you can, you can stop off on. on right. The other thing to remember, too, if you're a newbie, is it is fun to plan some excursions at some of the ports. Um, but you might want to try to figure out what portion of port days you want to keep to yourself as your pool day. Um, you know, one... When they're when you're at port, that's when people most people are getting off the ship, so the pool is pretty empty, and you can really have you know that kind of to yourself. Um, plus, though, more importantly, it does give you some downtime to relax. And we have found uh, from our experiences, if you try to do port experience, port excursion, you know, excursion, 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 even though you might have sea days in between, by the end of the cruise, you're you're pretty drained you know, and, you, and then you're not appreciating as much of the experience to relax and, and have a fun vacation. So trying to get that balance of having some fun excursions, um, but also taking advantage of having, you know, maybe even just one or a couple days at port that you're not doing an excursion. Maybe you just want to get out and walk around town and come back on the ship so that you at least get off the, the ship for a bit. But, you know, don't feel like you have to do an excursion every single port. You know, not to mention that you save money by not doing that at every single port. Yeah, we've, we've gone to where we, we take cruises to ports we've been to numerous times. And often since we've been there and we've done a couple things right. there, it's like, okay, everybody's getting off the ship, just like Michelle said pool is wide open yeah. for us and we'll take advantage <laughs> of that day right that instead rather than do a, a excursion we've done many times or finding a lesser excursion you know and just spending money needlessly you know, right so. 
Exactly. And so my last tip would be to consider purchasing cruise travel insurance. Um, You could purchase that directly from the cruise line, uh, or if you're working with a travel agent, they could assist you, or you could do some research online to find something that would be suitable. But, um, you know, it's just something when you're cruising that it's good to have that in your back pocket, just in case. Yeah, mostly because when you when you're cruising, um, you're going to foreign ports, and if something were to happen, you know, on an excursion, or if you're just walking around town, you know, accidents happen. You know, you were to to trip in somewhere and you know break your ankle or whatever the case may be. Um, Your coverage that you have personally, whatever medical coverage you have at home, may not work, or it's much more difficult to go through um, for medical expenses in say, you know, somewhere in the Caribbean or whatever the case may be. So sometimes having this as a backup in case something happens, you know, is good. I'm not a big proponent of travel insurance for most things, Mm -hmm. but for cruises, um, I, I, I am just because of the fact that you are traveling to some, you know, interesting places and, you know, things can happen. Right. That, or you could have a last minute family issue come up or medical emergency come up with yourself that you can't make the cruise and you don't want to feel like you've thrown all that money out. Um, or you might have some inconveniences if you are traveling and your luggage doesn't arrive on time. So, I mean, depending on what kind of coverage you get, you might be able to have some additional, um, buffers there in case something unpredictable happens. Especially important if you're sailing like during hurricane season, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's unfortunate, but the cruises either have to cancel because there's hurricanes going through or they change their itinerary right. or if they shorten the itinerary or whatever the case may be. Um, so usually they will give you something back, the cruise line itself for right. that, but it's also a good backup on, in that regard if something happened. I mean, you're perfectly safe on the, the cruise ships, right. even during the storms and, you know, they will avoid, they want to keep you as comfortable as possible. Um, you know, it's just like flying on a plane. They don't try and fly through the thunderstorm. Right. They try and go around it, just <laughs> like what the cruise ship will try and do. They, they want passengers to be comfortable right. on their journeys. So they will change itineraries, uh, whatever the case may be. And that's another thing. If you've like booked some shore excursions that are, you know, not with the cruise line. Right. Um, you know, if for some reason you don't make that port and you can't cancel that shore excursion while well, the travel insurance can help you in that regards right, often. Right. So depending on so, what policy you get. Exactly. So, you know, again, the, you know, these, it's this tip is ended up being a little bit longer. Um, I could gone on and on, but I tried to come up with some things that aren't necessarily always discussed in uh, discussions of planning for a cruise. Mm-hmm. Very nice. As we always say, Michelle has the very best tips. And if you're looking to (laughs) book a cruise, um, hit us up. If you have any questions about it, we are happy to talk about cruising anytime. We love talking about cruising. And Michelle is very good at uh, helping people out um, (laughs) with uh, deciding what's best and how to get the best out of their cruise. So very good job. Way to go, Michelle. And that kind of leads into my tip really quickly too, because, you know, we just got done with a Disney trip just a Mm -hmm. week or so ago. And uh, so, you know, what happens when you get done with the Disney trip is you get those inevitable Disney blues right. a little bit where you're kind of missing it, you know, I'm missing the Disney. I'm missing my Disney cruise very much. I, we just took a nap the other day. I'm like, I miss my cruise nap with the ship, which is gently rocking.
rock. Right. And <laughs> I miss that so much, but just Disney and life and everything. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about getting more Disney in your life. And I, I'm going to start off with this is a topic that was hit on by a couple of our friends out there. First, I'm going to talk about Nate and Serena, who we've mm-hmm. had. And they sent us some questions earlier. The DVC duo, they had a great blog posting about adding more Disney magic into your life when you're not at the parks. You should definitely go to their blog at yes. dvcduo.com and read there if you want some more interest in that. Also, if you're more of a podcast, uh, part of our world podcast teamed up with Matt from Love of the Mouse podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and they discussed that exact same subject. They have a great show on it and discuss many reasons and many ways that you can get more Disney in your life when you're not going to the park. So I would tell you uh, to hit them up. By the way, Matt is one of the people who helped us design our hashtag Real Men Love Frozen right. t-shirts. Actually, he designed, he designed it. it. Yeah, uh, We kind of had the topic. He had the design uh, efficient, he's a he's design proficiency. Uh, so he put it together, br- pitched it with us, and now we're selling it. And you can get that, by the way. Hit us up if you want to get it. We have links all over the place to uh, purchase those. We still have them for sale, so please get those. But that's one way to get it, you know, get some right. more Disney clothes and, you know, and wear those. And when you're out, you know, when you're around, you know, feel free to wear your ears on a, a day that you're not going to the parks. Right. You know, listen to Disney music. There's always sorts of ways between YouTube and, uh, you know, uh, on uh, Pandora and Spotify and all right. the different music services that you can find up different dis- different Disney music. We were listening to it just this morning before leading into our show with one Pandora channel that we enjoy particularly because it has a nice mix of regular Disney movie music along with theme park music. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice balance there. Um, we enjoy that. Um, I, I would suggest, you know, just getting out there and whether you're actually going have a trip planned or not, just go in there and every once in a while, just go and start planning out trips as if you might be able to go on one. I think that's a lot of fun to you know start plotting out your, right. what could be your next trip. Even if it's not the most immediate one, just what can you do in the future? If it's a cruise, look at the cruise itineraries. Like, you know, you really want to do a Disney cruise sometime. Maybe 2021 is a possibility. Start looking at the itineraries right. and go through them and pick them out. Or looking just, at the hotels. Or looking at the hotels. Resorts. Right, and finding out what's, what's great about them. Listening to Disney podcasts like us, I just talked about part of our world podcast, but you know, hopefully you're listening to us. We've been putting out some classic episodes for you to listen to recently. Um, you know, that that's a way to yeah, you laugh. Uh, I'm rolling my eyes. We put out our fourth ever episode, which was like, we were not on our best on our fourth ever episode, oh but it was a great topic and a great guest. It was, uh, the life of a, uh, a former, uh, Disneyland VIP hostess. Right. We had uh, former uh, VIP hostess from Disneyland. Uh, Nicole joined the show and and talked about her, her career there. And it's really interesting. And even though we weren't on our best, it was an interesting <laughs> topic. And I do suggest you go back and listen to it. But, you know, listening to the podcast is a good way to kind of even get that Disney. Disney Plus is so nice to bring all this Disney into your home every single week, whenever you want now. There's just so many ways and, you know, to get Disney in your life, um, I really take advantage of that. Michelle, I think you have some ways as well. Well, I yeah, I mean, obviously things like Disney dishes or things that you can eat that remind you of the park. Um, and this is just a promo for next week because we're going to be doing something really fun. But I'm going to actually be sharing a story of something my family did uh, that involved helping us get through a really hard time and 
Disney. Wow, looking forward to hearing yeah. that about <laughs> next week's episode. So that's it. Just get as much Disney as you can in your life. It'll brighten yourself up and it'll cheer you up from what are the Disney blues after you're done with your last I know. Trip, which every, they're real. I mean, it happens. You know, you you miss it. Uh, it's 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 not reality. Disney is not reality. You know, it's but it's that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to get get you away from reality, and it's a lot of fun. So when you get away from it, of course you're going to have a little bit of Disney blues. So. Are you going to do some Disney bounding for me this weekend? Nah, I'm, I'm, mm. Am I not Disney bounding now? Who am I? <laughs> oh, I'm ready for you to be uh, Obi-Wan again. Oh. 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 Mm. Maybe we'll do that soon. Obi-Wan, you're people, my only hope. People are going to think that, like, this is like a dirty <laughs> reference. You know? No, no. You just look so... You just... Oh, man. Edit. Edit. Cut. No, no. I just mean you look really <laughs> so official as your Obi-Wan. And uh, Sometime I'll break out the uh, the... My Obi Wan. There you go. Costume again for the listeners to check out. Too. <laughs> that's that would be a good idea. Anyway, so that's it for this week. Next week, as Michelle already mentioned, we have a couple of our favorite people joining us: oh John and Camille Cotton, who have, you may have heard they were on the show for a very short segment a few months back. Uh, they're going to join us for a much longer segment this time. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of Disney-related stuff. It's going to be fun that they have uh, going for them right now. And we're also going to have a little game. Yes, Michelle, the game show host, is coming back <laughs> next week. Uh, we're going to play a little game for them that's all revolved around the happiest place on earth because right. they are very much Disneyland aficionados like we are uh so we're gonna have some fun with that next week and oh we're, yeah we're excited for it we are and it's a game that you can play along as well at home and we'd be interested um in hearing how y- there's going to be scores mm-hmm. so we're going to be interested to hear people's oh scores and what level they got so that'll be interesting right? yeah well we'll definitely have to <laughs> check in with everybody on that and <laughs> I know I'm going to be like, as always, uh, falling way behind. No, I don't think so. But uh, anyways, I think people have a good time. I'm looking forward to it and and participating in it with uh, Camille and Jonathan. They're so fun and so wonderful. We're big fans of theirs Mm -hmm. and um, we're honored. They're going to be on our show. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. They are a great couple and we're looking forward to having some fun with them. So that'll be next week and we're excited for it. So uh, as for today, we appreciated you joined us. Uh, You can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. The best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you go ahead and just sign up for the newsletter? It's funky. That's right. It is the funky (laughs) newsletter. Thank you, Chris. It is the funky newsletter. But yeah, it is. You do a great job, honey. And it'll give you some advanced knowledge of things coming up. And it just gives us an opportunity to share some things with you. And as we've said a million times in the past, it's not uh, where we're getting your email address and sharing it with anybody. It's just us to share our newsletter with you. And that's it. Yeah, just to share more information about the Hyperion Adventures podcast with you. That's the only reason. That's the only thing we do with it. And that's the only reason why we want your information. Just to expand this sure. Hyperion Adventurer world that we live in. So, exactly. You know, week, so. uh, also, please follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to email us for any reason it's hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com right and what we would really truly truly appreciate from the bottom of our hearts is if you could tell a friend about our podcast yes please please tell your friends you tell two friends and two, two, two. I, every time i uh, screw yeah, this uh, up right? yeah yeah <laughs> you, you don't learn yeah. <laughs> you tell two friends they'll tell two friends and so on and so, so on. on. And so I just need to slow down. I mean, we've gone so long in this episode that it's like, okay, got to wrap it up. But yes. Anyway, yes, uh, please tell your friends about our show and any podcast that you love. Uh, it really helps 
everybody in this community Yay! so barely much. So that's it. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Tinkerbell. Peace, <laughs> <You are. laughs> And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.